Hello, everybody. How are you doing? I hope you're doing great. I hope you've been having an amazing day, a wonderful week. I've had a fucking crazy one. It's been wild. Um, Pretty much last week, today's Sunday for me. So last Sunday, I went to the farmer's market like I usually do. And it was a pretty great day. Like most Sundays. I love my Sundays. They're a great day to put my shit together and to kind of set up the goals for my week and try to organize as much as possible and feel a little bit better if I'm feeling down or feel even better if I'm feeling good already. But it was a pretty great day. It was sunny. Um, At the moment in New Zealand, it's, I think, winter, fall. No, it's definitely winter. It's winter. It's midwinter so it's usually cold it's usually chilly but for some reasons the past maybe over the past month we've been having really great Sundays because it's been sunny and really really nice so it was a it was an amazing Sunday and I would have never imagined that in less than a week we'd be back in lockdown um it's been a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> and here we are, locked inside. Mine's open, locked inside though. Um it's been pretty crazy and um yeah, but overall it's been great. It's been a great opportunity to kind of check in again in different ways that do not involve me outside doing whatever the fuck, instead of sitting down with myself and checking in. So that's really nice. We've been pretty lucky compared to the rest of the world with how things have been looking like for us COVID-wise. We were COVID-free for a few months. And even though last year's lockdown was pretty intense, it was kind of the same as everywhere else in the world at the time. Like, face masks 24 7 and I mean not whatever just like if you leave your house everywhere else social distancing and only essential stuff was open like supermarkets and and supermarkets yeah you know just pretty pretty rigorous um and as the world started opening up we were already kind of living normal lives so no face masks no social distancing, no nothing. It was pretty wild to, um, sorry, (laughs) it was pretty wild to, I don't know, just like to have a normal life. It was so, so wild. And I feel so lucky that I was able to live like that for most of this new reality, kind of. Unfortunately, one of the reasons why we're doing so great or why we were doing so great is because New Zealand shut its borders to the world, which meant or means still means that if you leave the country, you're not able to come back in unless you're a New Zealander, unlike me. So we're we're really lucky on that. And I acknowledge my privilege when it comes to that. And yeah, I'm just here to share a little reflection from my past few months offline and a particular experience that I had with regarding social media and mental health. I think everyone's experience with mental health and social media is quite different. It's individual and translates in different 
ways, I believe that there's also like a big commonality with these issues. Um, not the so I'm not trying to say that social media is an issue here. I'm just saying that both things, both aspects of today's life, um, are experienced differently, but at the same time, they're such a collective experience that in some ways it's really helpful and meaningful to hear from other people's sides and whatnot. So I'm here to share my points on what I've been learning lately regarding those two. And for a little bit of context, I've been here for for almost two years. It's going to be two years in December. Actually, a year and a half. Let's say a year and a half. It's kind of scaring me to think of two years, but a year and a half. And usually, I wherever I am overseas, I always go back home for a certain amount of time. I'm very close to my family, very close to my uh, to my community, to my I don't know. In general, I'm I'm a very home person. But at the same time, I'm a very independent person, hence why I've been living overseas for a few years now, and I've been embracing it as much as I can, but at the same time, I've been embracing my home side. So I've, I've it's kind of both. I've been embracing both realities when I have the chance to. I've been going back home for a few seasons and then back overseas and so on. So it's a, it, it was a pretty great <laughs> lifestyle in general. Not saying that it was not challenging at times, but it was pretty healthy because I was kind of nurturing both aspects of like, yes, my origins and yes, kind of my loved ones and all that, my familiar settings, but also I was nurturing my current reality, my future plans and all that. So when COVID happened and when New Zealand shut its borders, that possibility faded away completely um because my current life is here and my projects at the moment are here and pretty much there's no option to leave because that would mean that I could not be able to come back in and as much as I've been wanting to and as much as I want to every single day I can't really leave you know like it's I just can't um so having kind of like the possibility taken being taken away from me was a lot to handle plus a global pandemic. So I would say that my mental health started detrimenting maybe a little bit over a year ago. So as I was dealing with that and learning how to live without those dualities like that, without both scenarios or actually just learning to be in my present reality and enjoying that and fulfilling myself through what I had right here right now kind of which was a fucking pain in the ass it was so challenging but a few months after I kind of learned to deal with that one of those highlights was that I'm a fucking amazing chef now (laughs) um amongst other things um so my journey with my mental health particularly started there as kind of like my solo job because I in a way I felt very lonely it feels very isolating physically and mentally and yes even though we were all going through a transformational way of living 
we were experiencing it in different ways. And sometimes it's pretty hard to ask for help and it's pretty hard to vocalize these things. I think one of the main issues with having issues is that it's pretty hard to talk about them. Some t- not, not because we're embarrassed or because we want to keep our life in private. Fair enough if you want to. I personally have like no boundaries with that. But um, I had a really hard time articulating how I felt and what it felt like and vocalizing what was going in inside of me because I didn't even understand it until months later when everything started opening up here and again we've been pretty lucky with how the country's been handling that so we were able to go back into a normal life let's say pretty much a couple months after our first lockdown so that was really great and that absolutely helped me to kind of move on from that isolating phase but only a little after I started struggling with something that was particularly draining me a lot And it started in little hints. It started in little signals. Um, So four months ago, (laughs) I was officially phoneless. One day, as you do, I was in the bathtub crying. (laughs) And I can't remember if my phone got wet with the water from the bathtub or with tears. (laughs) This is so embarrassing. I can't remember. But the thing is, got wet and it started glitching and it died and I was so so sad because that phone had been with me for a while I was kind of attached to that phone that's one of the reasons why I also never changed it it was not like it was a really old phone um it was an iPhone 8 I got it when I was living in France a few years ago so it's been with me it's been around for a while And it's traveled with me and it was kind of a little bit of an attachment. And when the phone died, I was so sad and I took it to the phone vet or to the phone repair. (laughs) And the people from the phone repair were just like, it's going to be way more expensive if you try to fix it. I mean, not like more expensive because iPhones are fucking expensive, but they were pretty much just like, if you, if you're going to get a new phone, it's way better if you just get a new phone instead of trying to fix this one you know what I mean and my amazing beautiful lovely loving grandma (laughs) had been telling me that she wanted to send me off a new phone because she knew that my new that my current phone was kind of like old and I was like sure why not yeah I mean absolutely let's go something happened like logistics were just like pretty fucked (laughs) and I was phoneless for a couple months and it was a whole experience. So again, for some context, I am, I was addicted to my phone. Like, I guess we all are at this point. Um, And no addictions are healthy, everybody. So, so I always knew on the back of my mind that one of the main triggers that would kind of feed the toxic cycle between my mental health the situation the external situation I was dealing with external slash internal because to a certain extent it was pointing pointing inwards and kind of like made me look within and fix certain things that I needed to and then 
I was able to address that outside. But this situation that was draining me and was taking all of me, plus my recurring mental health issues, especially since the pandemic started, plus social media was kind of like a really, in general, it was not a great combo. It was not a great mix. And I always knew in the back of my head that that was just fueling my anxiety and my and my breakdowns. So when I was officially phoneless, at first it was really sad, of course. <laughs> it was fucking sad. Plus, I mean, I call like my family, my friends on the phone, FaceTime or, you know, just call them. Um, and so having that taken away from me as well was kind of yeah, it was pretty sad and it was pretty isolating at first, right? Um, but at the same time, it was very relieving. Like the second that I like that the phone died and that they told me that it was going to take a while to get fixed and that maybe I was, you know, it was better if I ordered one and it was going to take a few weeks to get here and everything. I was like, okay, I was, I was relieved. And in my mind, I was like, yes, like (laughs) finally something that it's actually going to make me get out of that constant loop of emotions because I absolutely can tell when I can tell that the source of most of my anxiety comes from my phone from just scrolling on my phone like social media not the phone itself I'm not attributing the whole thing to my phone itself because phones are tools social media is a tool but in my case just as a recreational thing it's not really healthy for me and I know that I feel that so I knew that and so I was I was pretty relieved when I knew that my phone was dead and I knew that I was going to be for a few weeks without a phone that was pretty relieving so I just rolled with my computer I would just call my mom (laughs) on FaceTime like every day with my computer and it was fine and at first, it was definitely uncomfortable because, I mean, I take photos all the time of, like, the most random things. Like, I take, like, little videos and little photos, um, and I couldn't at first. So, it made me take my camera out, my film camera, way more, and also just enjoy the presence of certain things happening in front of me without having to record them or, you know, take photos of them. So it was a really, really great experience and I slowly started feeling very relieved because the first thing that I would do in the morning was something for me and was not looking at my phone and reinforcing the same feelings of anxiety and separation and, um, you know, all these feelings that we trigger all the time using For example, Instagram in my case, like I would see people from my hometown or people doing really cool things while I was just in my bed feeling gross and feeling whatever, you know, it's just like a constant cycle that I was fueling. So I started waking up and doing things for me, like journaling or stretching or drinking water, (laughs) drinking my fucking lemon warm water, um, you know, doing something else, reading and it started feeling really good. At first it was really, really weird because it was, it's an addiction. So it's, it's strange, but it later on started feeling great. And I started noticing people around me who were also addicted to their phones. And I started noticing from an external point of view, 
how drained people get by being on their phones all the time and just how how much time we invest on our phones or on social media in general. And once again, in my case, it's recreational. Like most of the times it was recreational or when, when I was bored or simply when I had time and I wanted to like kill it off, I would just scroll on my phone. So I knew that all the recreational hours, like the fucking six hours that I spent on my phone every day were there for me, actually for me, you know? So I started reading more, which is something that I wanted to get into, but I usually you know, kind of would reach for five minutes and then scroll on my phone or learn guitar. I got a couple guitars that had been standing in my room for a couple months and I hadn't really touched because at the time it seemed like I didn't have enough time or that I didn't have enough energy. And then I started getting on guitar, just learning and watching YouTube videos and learning little songs. And I started looking inward on what really hurt me. And listen, I'm not saying that my mental health got way better because of my phone cuz again, I'm not blaming my phone or social media on my mental health crumbling. It just fueled those feelings, but my mental health issues were still there and sometimes they were louder because I was not distracting myself. Sometimes I would hurt even more and it was more painful. There were nights when I would just literally lay on my back, look at the ceiling and cry. Poor for 40, 50 minutes straight because I didn't have any interruptions. So I started thinking more and I started writing and actually listening to what my body, to what my emotions, to what my soul was trying to tell me that was wrong inside of me. And I know that there's no wrong feelings. Sadness is not bad. You know, those things come and go. It's a constant journey. But something felt wrong in my life at the time. And I knew that I needed to do to make some changes. So as I had more time of introspection and just like more time in my hands, a fucking extra seven hours that I would usually spend on Instagram... I invested all that time doing things that I wanted to do, like, I don't know, study, even study more, read more, you know, all these things that I wanted to do, but I also just felt like I wanted to do. It was kind of like a really nice mix of things that I had to and that I wanted to. It was a great balance in between both. So I started actually doing self-care, which is something that is not a product like some places tell you it is it's not a product it's not a spa session at night self-care it's pretty much listening to what you need and what you've been feeling for me that's what it is for me I feel like that time gave me the tools to understand what was going on inside of me so as the weeks passed by I was crumbling inside because I was dealing with months of repressed emotions and months of avoidance about around my feelings about what I what was happening inside of me and what was happening happening externally in my circumstances in life at the time or the people around me or whatever it was kind of like a mix of things that I thought that were external and that were fully out of my control but 
that pretty much were telling me a lot about myself that I was ignoring. So after weeks of introspection and journaling and writing and even feeling fulfillment, self-fulfillment, because I was doing things, you know, I was feeling like I was learning guitar and painting and, you know, keeping on track with my, I don't know, gym sessions or whatever, everything pretty much. I was quite present in my reality. I was present in my life. There was this growing feeling of self-control and achievement. Do you say achievement? Achieving? (laughs) I don't know. Um, There was just this great feeling of fulfillment, of inner fulfillment. But at the same time, I was crumbling. Like my mental health was still like the pain was just like intensified because it was there begging me to see it and to feel it and address it. So, so I was dealing with that. And then, and then I would say that during the lowest point of that time, I took a little trip to the mountains in the South and I was on my own. I had not been on a solo trip for a little while. And, um, and I was still riding and I was doing things. And I remember I came back from this like super long bike ride in the mountains. Literally one of the best things that I had ever done. But, and again, I was like super fulfilled and I was super excited about life and everything. And I was so happy. I didn't really take photos except for the ones that I took on my camera on my analog camera so I was not even able to see those photos and I just came back and called my mom from my computer and then when I checked on my emails the person so I traveled south and I was like I literally can't go without my phone so I kind of like need a replacement phone so one of my friends lent me his phone and then I took my other phone my old dead phone to the repair Um, And I was like, I want to repair this phone because I'm getting a new one and I want to sell this phone. So long story short, they emailed me and the phone was ready. So they sent it off to me. And when I saw my phone again, working for the first time in two months, it was just really weird. I logged in on Instagram for the first time in weeks. And I swear to God, in that moment, I everything just looked so different to me. I could not find the meaning in in that anymore. Like to me, like like the meaning changed. And I, I even remember I was talking to someone and I was like telling them like, I f- even feel uncomfortable like posting things about myself. Like seeing my photos made me seem, my, my Instagram profile just made me feel like a little bit uncomfortable and like embarrassed of like posting just like things about myself. Like this, like my perception changed a little bit and I was just like so detached from like the cycle of validation that social media gives you that the first days I was like this is so dumb I'm never posting again I'm not joining that what the heck I mean of course that vanished away in like the first week but my biggest takeaway from my experience without a phone was realizing how I use my time and how I shamelessly spend six hours on my phone and knowing that there's things that I always wanted to do even like for my own self-care you know just like something as simple as stretching or journaling or meditating or just things that make you feel good sometimes we feel like it's out of it's out of our reach because we feel like we have no time 
But the thing is, we don't make time for that. And it's so valuable to know how we use our time um, because time is our biggest asset. And it's literally how we live life, how we live every single day, what we, how we invest our energy and what we use it on. So end of my story, those weeks without social media enabled me to look within and sort out so many things that I didn't know I had to, but that I urgently needed to address because there was a lot of hurt. There was a lot of pain. And when I decided to look at it, hurts absolutely way more to sit down and listen to your pain and let it go through and it really really hurts but once it's gone it's gone and it's gonna come back but it's way better than holding it for a long time because every single time that that happens and that we decide to look within we learn things from ourselves from life in general from the people around us from our ways of thinking of doing things we always there's always a takeaway from all of that so my takeaway from my time without a phone was understanding how I used my time and that time gave me the tools and the peace of mind and the clarity to see what I needed to change in my life to get out of that particular really shit state of living and I did it was really hard um and it's definitely it was definitely emotionally challenging it still is I'm still getting back from that but my life dramatically improved when I decided to see what was going on within me and see what that meant externally in my in my life at the time And I feel like I would have never been able to get to that point without having a pause from the main distraction, from the main source of um, avoidance, which is, for me, social media. So I was super grateful for that time. And right now that I'm, again, on social media, even if it's hard to stay away from it, or to avoid it because again it's not about hating it it's about using it as a tool and it's even about curating what you see all the time all the content that you consume all the things that you you know it's it's also having a little bit of time off enables you to see what kind of stuff you are consuming all the time and how that impacts in your life in your daily life so if you have the opportunity to, you don't have to take two months away from social media. Could be an hour, could be a day, could be a week. Whatever you feel like it is, I encourage you to take a little time off, a little a little bit of time offline and understand your mind, understand your emotions, where they're coming from and how you use your time. Time is super valuable and we must use it as a tool, as something that is going to help us grow and keep building up and recover and heal and simply be, you know, it's not even about how much you can do, how much money you can make in time. It's not even about that. It's simply about understanding who we are because at the end of the day, most people I don't want to say most people, I have no fucking clue, but I, I can imagine most people leave this world not knowing who they are, not knowing what hurts them, not knowing why, not knowing 
not even addressing it. So I think it's so valuable to take a step back and just look within and see what's happening. And we live today so apart from what makes us feel in general. We're constantly drunk. We're constantly high. We're constantly absorbed in social media. We're constantly absorbed in other people's lives. We're constantly um, sugar high. It's like, it's it's everywhere. It's so easy to escape. It's like so easy to avoid those feelings with any drug you want. If you have the opportunity to, I encourage you to take a little bit of time off and reflect and address what's hurting inside of you, what's loving, what's happy, you know? Because it's not just about sitting down and going through the stuff that really hurts you. It's also about understanding the things that work in your life, you know? So it's about, it's, 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 it's an overall um, inspection which is awesome and I hope you get to experience that at some point in your life because it's priceless and it's very valuable for you and for the people around you, your loved ones, your surroundings. They'll thank you for that. So this is me for today. I hope that was not very intense or very long because I feel like I was a little bit all over the place, but I hope it made sense and I hope you take care of yourselves and... I hope that you have an amazing week. Thank you so much for taking a moment to listen to this and be with me, listen to me, and I'll see you on my next episode.